robe and crown. Yes, sir. Lord, please reserve a mansion. Lord, please reserve a robe. Lord, please reserve a crown. Truly, we thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. We're just so thanking, thankful for who he is and what he is in our lives. I actually could have ran, went around two more times on that song. But that last time, my throat tingled a little bit. I said, well, I better slow this down a little bit. I got to preach the word of the living God. But I just love preaching, teaching, and singing for the almighty God. I'm like David. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go, let us go into the house yes. of the Lord Amen. and make a joy unto the Lord all ye lands. Yes. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. God, God likes that. He likes when we praise and magnify his high and holy name. Just want to acknowledge our friends and our neighbors who are visiting with us at this time. We, uh, we got our brother Williams and his wife all the way down from the downtown Church of Christ in Norfolk, Virginia here with us. And just so good to have them. And there are others who are here from the 16th Street Church of Christ. So glad to have them as well. And it's just so good. And, and, and uh, Sister uh, uh, Terry Williams' sister obeyed the gospel. Is that all right? And she said that we, we had a little bit to do with that. She said, when I saw the love, when I saw how you, the care and the, and, the, and the way you just love one another around here. She said, while the funeral was going on, it was breaking my heart. And it made me go and continue to check out the Church of Christ. And she said, before you know it, down in Laurel, she decided that, that this is where I want to be. I want to be a member of the family of God. And she obeyed the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news right there? That's right. That's right. We're thankful to, to God for her. She was here at 8 o'clock in the Bible class. And just asked, want to pray for her as she continued to do God's will and work God's way. Also, we just want to um, ask you to continue to pray for Sister uh, 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 Eleanor Alfred. Uh, the mother and mother of Sister Barbara Keelan and, and Brother Tom Keelan, while they were worshiping on last Sunday at around 1230, she fell in the house and she broke her leg. So I want you to continue to, to pray for her. And uh, she's, uh, they, she, God is good because even at 90 years, 98 years old, uh, they went in there. The doctors checked her all out and said that she, she was strong enough for the surgery. Ain't that good news? 98 strong. She's strong. I know some folks 30, 38. <laughs> we question if they strong enough to do it. But she went in there and they put the little straws in the leg and everything. And the surgery went well. Uh, and she's out. I went and visited with her up there. She's still sharp as ever in her mind. And, and just continue to pray for the whole Keelan, Keelan family uh, as they now have to go through rehab and all these other things that, that awakes her and trying to get her back on her feet as much as possible. But, but, but I'm letting you know, but whatever God decides to do, God is a good God. He is a wonderful God. And he decides our length of days and the inhabitation where we dwell. Is that all right? Amen. So please pray for that family. Pray for my family, but their family and the Hawkins family. Um, on, uh, and you knew about uh, her aunt who passed on last uh, uh, Sunday, because I told you, but that following Monday when we left here, uh, the, 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 the sister, another aunt, couldn't take it, and she died. Uh, so we wind up have to having, having a double funeral. Um, some folk that it's it just so shocking when they get the news until it just it, 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 things happen. So just pray for the family um, and pray for those who are healing because they were uh, she had young children, 11 year old and things like that, who's without a mother at this time. Uh, so pray for the family that God would continue to be with them and just continue to help them to process these things. But I want to say that the, that's the that's the benefit. Yeah of being in Christ. Amen. 
Because in Christ, no matter what God does, his children have hope. Whatever how God moves, his children know that there's a God in heaven that can do above all we ask and think. No matter what news we get, hurricanes, tornadoes, we know there's a God that is able to fix all sin. And that's the benefit of being a Christian is that you know that you know that you know who's in charge. You know God is in control of everything, and, and that's a, no, no matter what happens, God got this thing. So pray for that family. We're going to pray for also for the, the youth who went to Morgan on Saturday and, the, and, and a trip that they took, that they were in carriage and built up there. Pray for the sand town work they cleaned up down there. I saw some pictures where um, some of the brothers and sisters were down there helping with them down in, in, in uh, Winchester, Sandtown, Pennsylvania Avenue area, trying to do a work down there. So pray for that effort as well. And also pray for um, the, the, the picture rally that we're having to get everybody pictures in that uh, 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 program book or in our directory so we'll be able to now put names and faces together. We won't call out a name and say, who, who, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Go right to the book and they'll be right there. And uh, pray for also the radio program. Uh, we were down at the radio program, Sister Cooper, Sister King, myself, and the, the phone calls was lighting up. Folk interested in, in the church. They're interested in the teaching. They want Bible correspondence courses. Now, all we got to do is get ready to go teach them. Amen. Get ready to go help them to understand God's word in a more perfect way. So, And it's going good. I mean, we, uh, Brother Cooper, when we look at the numbers, we was on the other program for six, seven, eight months. I think we got one call. Uh, we, we, we already double digits. So God is a good God. And I'm just believing God for much fruit from that outreach ministry, that portion of that outreach ministry as well. So pray for the radio program. Don't forget about the installation next Sunday at 3 p.m. It's the fifth Sunday as well. Don't forget about the installation. And brothers, don't forget about the men's retreat. That's going to be this coming Thursday. Uh, you, can, you can check in at 3 p.m. Uh, so come on and get on down there. If you get down there early, you can get the first room, the good rooms. <laughs> Those who late got to get the leftover rooms. I, I learned that from the sisters. There you go early, you get the, you get the good rooms. Oh, that's right. So get down there and let's have a great time. Suitland Road to be down there. First State Road, First State Church of Christ to be down there and others. So let's go in fellowship with our brothers and sisters together and grow with our brothers together and grow in the nurturing admonition of the Lord. Um, open your Bibles to Psalms. Open your Bibles to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 14. Here in Psalms chapter 14, I want to say that we live in a world today that is unchurched. In fact, if you want to say they have some church in them, it is more people saying now that they don't believe in God than ever before saying they don't believe. Even back in the days of, of old, at least you did have, it wasn't that they didn't believe in God back then. They believe in polytheism. They believe in a whole bunch of gods. But we are now, the whole thing is switched. And we live in a world today where they deny the very existence of God. And these are the same individuals that God has challenged us to go out and teach the gospel to. When you're talking about teaching the gospel to them, you have to understand and sum up with God's view of that atheist or agnostic or, 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 or infidel and all these other things that are out there. Here's God's view. And Psalms uh, 14, 1 and 2, that was able to be read into our hearing. Let's read it again for emphasis sake. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They are, have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. Now, before we get deep into that, 
I want to let you know that this message, I pray, will encourage all of us to always be ready to give an answer to anyone that asks us the reason of our hope that is within Christ Jesus. I'm encouraging you. I would not be in a place that did not teach me how to defend with God's word what I believe in. I would not be in a place where where I, I say hallelujah all the time. But if somebody questioned the hallelujah, I can't even tell them what hallelujah means. I believe that God has called us to be a people that is wise enough to go out to those who are unchurched and defend and persuade them why we do what we do, why we are who we are and why we say what we say. That is not to offend, it's not to hurt nobody's feelings, but it's just to show you that there is a right way to understand God's word. Jesus came and he did his job. And what Jesus, when he came was, he said, I come to start the fight. That's it. I come because I already know. Jesus already know because what I got to say, folk ain't going to like. The Pharisees ain't going to like it. The scribes ain't going to like it. The people ain't going to like it. A lot of folk ain't going to like it because I come to tell you the truth. And a lot of times what men think is truth and what God say is truth is between night and day. So Jesus had to go come down through 42 generations. And teach the perfect will of God. Let me, let me give you an example of it. Go to John. Go to John. Just for, just for a second. Go to John. Just so I can show you the kind of fights Jesus got to fight. It says here in, 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 in John. I want chapter number 8. And I guess I'll pick it up at verse number uh, 32. He said, and you shall know the truth. That's John 8 and 32. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Even if you don't want to be free, it's still truth. It's going to break your chains. Now, whether or not you even accept freedom is on you. But he said, I'm going to break the chains of ignorance to that generation. And then he said, and if you continue in my word or in my Oh, excuse me, uh, verse 33. And they answered him, we be Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. Ignorant. They don't even know. They, they talking in bondage. Some folk don't know when the devil got them. They claiming I'm free, I'm liberated. You don't even know. The devil still got you. You just in psych ward. See, Sightwood, you got your own reality about freedom or not being free. Because they claiming we're not in bondage to no one. We Abraham see. Jesus said unto them, try to set them free. He said, uh, they said, we be Abraham see, not bondage to any man. How, uh, uh, pick it up from here, verse 33 again. They answered to him, we be Abraham see, and we're never in bondage to any man. How say thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. He said, I don't care how much freedom you claim. If you are doing things that are not compatible with the word of God, not compatible with truth, then you're in bondage. Now, while he's talking to them, he want to finish it up in verse 35 and say, And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free totally. Your version say free indeed. Now watch this now. (laughs) Jesus, I don't want to fight y'all. I want to liberate y'all. I want to free you, but I, I don't want to. I 
I know you, Abraham. I understand what you're trying to look at the text. Look at the text. Look at the text. 37. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my words have no place in you. He said, I know you're Abraham's seed, but the actions. Your deed, what you're trying to do is not something that Abraham would do. I speak that which I have seen with my father and you do that which you have seen with your father. Power, 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were the children, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. If you are a Christian, you're going to do the works of a Christian. If you are a saint, you're going to do the work of a saint. If you are, if you, if you are saved, you're going to do the work on somebody who's been delivered. Folk that get delivered aren't quiet folk. Folk that get delivered aren't silent folk. Folk that get delivered, they tell everybody, I'm free at last. When you're delivered, and, you, and when you know you've been delivered. Amen. Then they say, he says this to him. He says here, but now you seek to kill me. A man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. He said, you, you do the deeds of your father. He's trying to convince them what you are doing and what you are saying is different. He said, you are doing the deeds of your Abraham. Didn't act like that. He said, I know y'all Abraham see, but look at yourself. Abraham didn't do those deeds. And then he goes here and he says unto them in verse number uh, uh, 41, right? He said, you do the deeds of your father. Then they said unto him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. And that fornication is talking about is spiritual. That spiritual fornication. That means that they say, they, they say we serve the only one in true God. Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, then you love me. He said, God is your father. Anybody who say God is their father, go love Jesus. I had one people, some person actually walked up to me and told me that. I love God, but I don't like Jesus. <laughs> I love God, but I don't love Jesus. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So how can you say you love, you hate God, who is Jesus, but hate Jesus? Psych ward. They live in their own reality. We understand God the Father, but there's also God the Son. There's also God the Holy Ghost. You can't break them up. You, don't, you can't start a fight with them. I love the You know how we do our parents? I love mommy, but I don't like daddy. I love daddy, but I don't like mommy. You know, that, that don't work in glory. God said it's all or nothing. Jesus said it this way. He says here, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you can't hear my word. You know what that means? That means you ain't really listening to me. When we go out and evangelize folk, there are going to be some folk. You got to make sure they hear what you're saying. Make sure they get what you're, because sometimes you, we can talk and they're not, their mind's so locked that they can't understand. And some folk, you, can't, you ain't going to get the first time or second time. You got to do it a few times to unlock that reality that 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 false reality that they had so Jesus is trying to be patient here look at what he said here he says here in verse number 44 he said you are of your father the devil and the lust of your father you're gonna do he was a murderer 
from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh it of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Oh, they ready now. They ready now. He not only told them, he, yeah, you, got a, you got a daddy. But he's the devil. And he got this, and you got the same characteristics right here of your daddy. That's how I, God said, that's how I know who my children are and who the children of the enemy is. Because my children hear my voice when I call and when I command, they listen. 45. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. 46. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear him not, because you're not of God. Then answered the Jews and said to him, didn't we tell you that he was a Samaritan and he got the devil? See, because a lot of times truth can be difficult because sometimes we want to believe the truth so bad until we don't care. What would you, what would you say if I was to tell you right now that God has not called a woman to be a pastor? We got aunts, uncle, I got, I got, I got aunts, all kinds of folk. But the Bible, the Bible is clear. Oh, I better show you. Some folk looking with glassy eyes. I just want to give you, I just want to give you a little taste of it, a little taste of it, a little taste. First Corinthians. Here we're talking about worship. And you can pick it up at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, or chapter 14, excuse me, chapter 14. Uh, and you can read all the way down through verse number, through verse 26, all the way down to verse 40. But I just want to pick up my point at verse number 33. It says, for God is not the author of confusion. Well, you know what? Start at 26. I got to show you something. 26. How is it then, brethren, that when you come together, I got to show you it's becoming an assembly. Amen. When you come together, everyone has a psalm, has a doctrine, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. All things, let all things be done unto edifying. He is basically saying you are you're coming together, but it's confusion. Yeah, that's it. He said, so no, it's got to be unto edification, building up somebody. Watch what he said. If a man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at the most by three. You go to some place, some place, everybody doing something. Yeah. Everybody, they jumping in the back, they jumping on the side, they jumping in the rear, they jumping in the parking lot. He said, let it be done by two, or at the most, at the most, at the most by three. And, and, and that, of course, and let somebody interpret what you're saying. Amen. He said, but if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church. Amen. Which means that it was never something that was out of control. Amen. Yeah. Just like they had the ability to stand, they had the ability to shut up. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right. Talk about it. It wasn't nothing this stuff out there. I had to all day. I had to tell them to tap that. I had to No. They were in control. And they had the ability. To, to, to speak in a foreign language they never learned, and they had the ability to shut up. That's right. How do we know? He said it right here. He says here, and if, and if, but if there, verse 28, but if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Scroll down here in verse number 33. I just want to show you we're in church right here. For God, he said, is not the author of confusion, but of peace. 
as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silent in the churches. Somebody just wants to, oh, yeah, he's just talking to those women. No, churches. For it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience. As also saith the law. 35. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is a shame for a woman to speak in the church. Now, you know some folk got upset when they heard that, right? Some of y'all getting a little upset out there. I see y'all looking at me like. And Paul knew they was going to be upset. So he had to use this next verse to try to get them back together. He said here in verse number 36, he said, wait a minute. That means what? Came the word of God out from you? Did you write this? Are you the author of this or did it come from God? He said, did it come out from you or did it come unto you only? That's right. That's he said here, and besides that, maybe some of you, 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 you you're spiritual. Maybe some of you, you understand deep things. Right. He says, so if, verse 37, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, then let him acknowledge, stand up and acknowledge right. that the things that I, that I write unto you are the, the, the commandments it. of the Lord. Yeah. Right. That this come right from heaven. Go to Timothy. 1 Timothy. Remember, church, only when I'm not, listen, listen, let me be clear about this. All right. Women are valuable in the kingdom. Amen. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. Amen. And women are in no way inferior to the man. Amen. Let me be clear. What God is saying here simply is, I am a God of order. I am a God of order. And just like in the church, I have rules. I even have rules in your house. Wives, submit yourselves. Voluntarily surrender to your husband. Husbands, I command you to love your wives. The man is the head of the house. As Christ is the head of the church. God is a God of order. Amen. Then he says here in verse in first Peter chapter two, verse 12. First, oh, first Timothy. Thank you. First Timothy. First Timothy. Two and eleven. Eleven. Yes, sir. It says here. Verse 11. That's first uh, Timothy two and eleven. Let your women. Now, this is talking to Timothy. Timothy is in Ephesus now. So we left Corinthian church. They got the word. What they do about it between them and the almighty God. They have to deal with that on judgment day. But now he said, let me tell you, Timothy, what to tell them. He said in verse 11, let the women learn in silence with all subjection. For I allow not, I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed. Then he God said, my order was Adam first. Amen. Amen. Woman cannot take the man authority. Amen. Well, brother, oh, uh, post the pastor gave me the authority. He has, he has no authority to give that authority. I have no authority to give authority above God's command. And no man has the authority to give authority above what the almighty God has commanded. 
Anybody who do that is a fool. Your arm's too short to fight against the almighty. By this time, my aunts would have put me out the house, by the way. But it's about truth. Listen. And then the Bible says here, for, verse 14, for Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Now with thinning, she shall be saved in childbearing for they uh, if they continue in faith and charity and holiness and, sab and sobriety. Oh, listen, listen, the, the, the same heaven that a man go to a woman go. Amen. Amen. In fact, men are 411. There's going to be a whole lot of more of them there than us them. Because one thing about a woman, when she grabs something and she got it, she has no problem humbling herself. There's no big ego like we got in humbling and submitting herself to the almighty God. It is us men who got the problem, who hate to commit to anything. Hate to stand up and do anything that's going to cause us some sacrifice. Or some hard time. And I'm like, we can't even drive the bus. We can't even teach a class. We can't even be around to do what men need to do. Sisters knocking on doors and we home watching football. And I want to let you know, keep on with your bad self. But there's one better than you. That on judgment day, when you stand before the almighty, and he and you try to put that list you got. That, well, I, I used to remember I used to come. I ushered and I used to come and I I you know I I came and, and, and did the little thing you know I I I swept the building, Lord, and I came and you know, Lord, you know, uh, whenever we whenever we had a whenever we had a cookout, I came. <laughs> whenever we had a cookout, you mean that's that's it? So there's no love for me that moves you to do what you need to do. Only thing move you is earthly food. That's, it's not the promises. It's not your love. It's not your sacrifice. It's not just being a man as I told you. Quick ye like men. Stand tall like men. And then you want to go home and try to rule somebody. How about ruling yourself first? Truth. Truth. I come to set you free. I come to liberate you. I come to emancipate you. Told Timothy to tell him I don't want the women doing that. And Titus, and Titus, and Titus, and Titus, and Titus. He did, and Titus. He, what he said here in Titus is, is that he want, uh, uh, I'm going to pick it up at Titus 2. Titus 2 in verse 4. He says here, uh, verse 3, the aged women, Titus 2, 3, the aged women likewise that you be in behavior that becometh holiness. That means you're separated from the world. Not false accusers, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things. Sisters, you can teach. But it got to be underneath the rules of God. Amen. Teachers of good things right. that ye may teach to young women. Young women. Yeah. women can teach women. You can teach, learn that Bible, know that knowledge, and go help those who don't know what you know and give it to them. Are you experiencing your walk with God? Are you experiencing the word of God? Are you experiencing living the life? That you may teach the young women. Teach them to be sober. I like this next one. Teach them to love their husbands. Teach them to love their children. Because a time has come where it is so much about self. 
children neglected, husbands neglected. I ain't got time to be dealing with no husband. I'm the pastor. I ain't got no time to be dealing with no husband. I make more money than he make. Huh, I come in, he come in here with that McDonald's money. I got a good job. He, and he gonna boss me? I don't think so. No. no. The almighty oh, church. The almighty God has spoken from heaven. And he's spoken with authority. Verse 5. Older women, teach him to be discreet. Keep him to be chaste, pure, chaste. Teach him to be keepers at home. Take, I'm the head of my house, no doubt. But my wife know how to get everything she wants. I don't know if he put something in the chicken. I don't know. She put something in the, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It must be the way she rubbed my head. It's just something that makes me want to realize that my first assignment that God has given me it's not to think of her as my servant, but to think of her as my love. My love. That's my love. Older women, you got to teach the young women. We live in a day they need. I'm talking about truth. That's why so many people have gone the, gone the other way outside of truth. Teach them to uh, uh, keep us at home. Teach them uh, good. They teach them to be good, obedient to their own husbands. That the word of God may not be blasphemed. Boy, they don't like that. Somebody, I just saw they look obedient. Obedient. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. obedient. Uh -oh. See, Man, men have distorted words to make them make this obedient look like like slavery or something. That is not what's behind that word. When it says obedient there, it is simply talking about recognizing his headship and be willing to be what God said that she was in the beginning, uh, a help meet. Someone that's going to make him, my wife makes me better. I could not be the man I am without her. Brothers, you could not, I know you, I don't care if you like this, you cannot be the man you are without her. That's why I'm hitting men and women alike today. That's right. <laughs> see, and see, 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 because a lot of times when you hear teaching like that, to some people it make them doubt the Bible. I don't understand this. I mean, I see what the Bible say, but I just can't believe that. It's got to be some scripture in here that say I can be a pastor. It's got to be something in here that say, it's got to be something in here saying, oh, I, I, uh, Galatians must say it. Galatians chapter 3 is where everybody run to. The Bible says right here, verse 23, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Therefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, a schoolmaster, the law. For we are all, we are all, that's what they run to, but preach out the Bible says we are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you that have been baptized into Christ have put on faith, and I agree with that, we are all saved alike. We are all 
equal in the eyesight of God. 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor fee. There is neither male nor female. For we are all one in Christ. I preach you. There it is. There it is. There it is. No. Let's look at the text again. In verse 27, what is the text talking about? For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. So in that baptism, there's neither Jew nor Greek. That means there's no nationality. There's neither bond nor free. There's no social economic standing. Poor people go to heaven just like rich folk. And there's neither male nor female. Women go to heaven just like men. There's no gender. But you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is not talking about what a, a, a role God gave you down here. It talks about a person standing in salvation. Somebody grabbed that out of the head, neither male nor female. You're right, we all can be saved just alike. They had nothing to do with roles. Amen. Me and my wife are equal in the household, but God said, I'm the head. That's right. Amen. And, and wait a minute, and He's going to judge me based upon the way I treat her. If I ain't right, if I ain't careful, me not treating her right can block my connection with the almighty God. Amen. Somebody said, where's that at? Let me show you. I'm glad you asked. I'm almost done. Peter. I see the clock. I'm about to stop right now. That preacher about a fool, I'll preach that next week. Now watch this. Watch it now. Watch it. But the Bible says here, and I'm a Pick it up right here in verse number 7. 1 Peter 3, 7. 1 Peter 3, 7. Here it is. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, that's your wives, according to knowledge. First problem we have is we marry somebody and we don't even get to know them right. Listen. A woman is like a Rubik's Cube. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes understanding to figure her out. We think this way and she done thought four more ways already. Think, 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 think. I, I got it. But just when you check it out, you don't got it. So, so God commands husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. According to knowledge. You're going to bond better when it's knowledge. Watch it now. Watch the text. Watch the text. According to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. This weakness that is talked here is not talking about intellectually or willpower, nothing like that. It's talking about physically we are more muscular than the women are. That means they are, they are weaker. We are stronger because God designed us to be able to be builders and providers. And God has wired the women to be able to be keepers of even 15 children. These young folk don't know nothing about that. Y'all be talking about I got one. I, I got so many children. How many you got? I got three. <laughs> Ask your mom and your grandmama how many children and siblings she got. They are, most of them got double digit stuff going on. Double digit, yeah. Man, four years. In fact, my father. How many was it? How many? How many? How many? How many? Dad's side. How many kids? Siblings? 17. 17. Siblings. My father's one of 17. How in the world did grandma? Uh -huh. <laughs> it's because how God wires 
The, she can be multitasking. Multitasking. Cooking food, washing dishes, feeding the baby, and mopping the floor. <laughs> All at the same. I don't know how, I don't know how they do it. But trust me, they're not weak in mind. They're not weak in will. They're weak physically. As, and he says here, your wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayer, husbands, that your prayers be not hindered. God has connected the way we treat her with our prayer life. With our connection. That's some, that, that makes you go. <laughs> Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of, one of another, and love the brethren, be pitiful, and be courteous. Next week, I'll do a part two. But I want you to know, Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth going to make you free. Amen. I'm glad he, I like the word make. I know, I know we said the truth will set you free. But I love the text just said make you free. Because that means even if you don't want to be free. Amen. Truth just make you free. Now you can run back and get in bondage. Because now that you know the truth. And I, oh, wait a minute. Somebody out there said, well, post she, post she the, I ain't make her the pastor. She's just my pastor. What do I do with them? I'm glad you asked. I can't leave without rescuing somebody. Bible said in Matthew, chapter number 15. The Bible says here, I'm going to pick it up in verse 8. This people draweth nigh to me with their mouth, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me. That's empty. Vain that you worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Now stand with the book what somebody said was okay. Verse 10, and he called the multitude and said unto them, please hear and understand. He said, hear and understand. Not that which goeth into the mouth that defiles the man, but that which cometh out of the mouth that defiles the, the man. You know why? Because it come from your heart. Watch the text now, verse 12. Then came his disciples and said unto him, don't you know that the Pharisees were offended? Don't you know Aunt Pastor is offended? After they heard this saying, verse 13, but he answered and said, here should be your response. And remember this, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. Every teaching that my father, heavenly father has not authorized Planet shall be rooted up. Here it is now. Not only did he says that, he said, verse 14, let them alone. Let who alone? Those in the wrong. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both. Amen. Don't get up on judgment. They're talking about somebody. I ain't make her the pastor. I just followed her. Jesus going to say, yup, and you're going right with her. If the blind Lead the blind. Amen. See, y'all ain't blind no more now. Amen. Now, you might feign blindness, but you ain't blind no more. Because God know your heart. Amen. And if the blind now continue to fall on the blind, then both, both. fall into the ditch. Amen. I'm done. Y'all can't take no more. Y'all can't Amen. take no more. Y'all saying, saying, please let me go. Let me release me. Release me. Amen. The Bible is right. Yes, it is. And it cannot be wrong. And I am not going to allow nothing to keep me out of heaven. Amen. I don't care what God want me to do. God want me to love my enemy, so be it. Amen. If it separates me from my soul, from my Savior, then I'm going to do it. Because it is the will of God. And whatever he says to do, I'm going to do it. Now, check it out, the Bible. And if it's in the Bible, if it's in the Word of God, then it's, it's the Bible. Don't fight the Bible. Okay. I had a friend of mine. I said, but it's in the Bible. She said, well, we don't read that part. <laughs> and that doesn't mean anything because you omit it. 
God ain't going to omit it. If you're out there today and your heart has been touched by this message, I thank God that I was able to share with you a word from the Lord. But just like Jesus says, it's not what you say, but what you do. And we got to be willing if we're going to say we love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength, all our might. Then prove it by standing on his word. If you're out, today, out here today in the audience and you are subject to the Savior's invitation, which is to hear God's word, believe God's word, repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ and get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, then you need to come right now. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is given unto you and your children, and as many that are far off, as many as the Lord thy God shall call. Men for whosoever will. Repent and be baptized. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, he that believeth, and is baptized, shall be saved. Then confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue, that I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then get yourself baptized in the Christ for the remission of your sins. If you're out there, the water's ready, the garments are ready, the baptizer's ready, the angels are ready, heaven is ready. Amen. Are you ready? To do what God would have you to do on this day. If so, do it right now as we all stand and sing the hymn of invitation. Hymn number 903. Would you? Maybe your mind is racing about all the things that you learned today. If your mind is racing, that means God is still working. Amen. See, because if you can sit there and, and God's word don't bother you, that means that there's no one knocking at your door. There's no one urging you. There's no unction. But when it makes you think, when it makes you ponder, when it makes you, when it disturbs you, that means that there's still a God that loves you. Because that's what God does. He has no problem disturbing us so the truth can set us free. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's everything, don't even think about it. You walk right up here real quick before the devil know you're moving. Amen. And submit yourself to God's term of pardon. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, let's sing one more hymn. Would you do something? The Bible is right. It cannot be wrong. Amen.